And I remember testifying in the group and just doing this whole breakdown of how I got here. And there was one comment on the post. I celebrate with you. You won't be there long. Remember why you're there. And it was the only comment out of like a lot (laughs) that stood out to me. And I always remembered it. And I started October 8th. What's up, guys? This is Carly Janae, and thank you for tuning in to season two of Naked and Exposed, the podcast. I started working October 8th. Whew, baby, baby. And it was, a, it was good to be my starter job, to be like, the first real big girl job I had. And just to know that I supernaturally got it, that God created a position for me that did not exist in a part of Mike Todd's sermon that he preached back when I was at Elevation in that same series marked. And he was like, David didn't apply for the position they sent for him. And and yes, you're like, well, Janae, you did apply for the position. You're right. But originally I got declined. They said, no, they weren't interested. But then they sent for me. Because they created a position just for me to fulfill. And yo, it was very interesting because up until this point, I had published my first book that September, was getting ready to do my show. Now in October, I had started to walk in this grace to write and walk in this grace to document stories from behind the lens, but graphic design was still up in the air. Like I'm so grateful that God has just given me a gift of communication, whether that be words, whether that be poetry, whether that be speaking, whether that be written, whether that be in a design or art form, whether it be behind the lens and a camera, like communication is a gift that God has given me. And over time, he has been preparing me to be able to walk this thing out and to speak and to be the the voice for many of you guys to, to go first, to sacrifice myself. I only do this with the intent that you see some components of self within me, or you see how God is not a respecter of persons. So what he is doing for me, how he supernaturally speaks to me, how he speaks to me, he's also speaking to you within your respective journey and within your respective field. And so I had this job and I'm, I'm working for this job. And as I'm there, like, we have dual screens as a designer. So I'm listening to sermons and messages and doing my work. Just, I just am a stickler for learning. I love education. I may not love the school system as a structure and how they teach a fish on how well it climbs a tree. But I do believe that it is a lie from the pit of hell that says that you aren't good enough to learn, that says you shouldn't be in school, that, said, that, a lot, that has you say that education is not for me, learning is not for me. No. Learning is what keeps us going to the next level because there's always something we can get better at. The goal is to look more like Christ, to be better than you are today, tomorrow. And the only way to do that is to educate yourself in your field, to study the word of God. Like you have to. 
I can't emphasize it enough. And so I just come against any lie that is telling you that education, reading, learning is not for you. It is. And I apologize on behalf of teachers that have called you dumb. I apologize on behalf of peers that have called you dumb. I apologize on behalf of family members, mothers and fathers that have called you dumb, sisters and brothers that have called you dumb. You are smart. You are important and you probably hold the cure to cancer, but you just haven't tapped into the supernatural wisdom and strategy that God wants to pour out so that you can create something that will change humanity for the better and influence the kingdom of God. And so I'm working at this job and I'm good. Like, it's good. I'm not going to complain about it. But then I start to have this uneasiness because I'm just like, like, uh oh, fear's knocking. Like, what if they fire me tomorrow? And I had this thought, like, what if, what if their goal, their intent was still for me to just be temp, but they just packaged it with a full time job? And then God's just like, do you trust me? Do you trust that I have you? Do you trust that I have you? And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to think about this. Like, I'm just going to do what you've called me to do and just complete this assignment. And then sometimes we can get locked into this reality of like, Oh, I have to be here for years and years and years. Sometimes God will call you to a season for two months, two days, five years, 10 years. It really is just contingent upon the story that God has written for you, for you to walk and discover as you go and as you learn him and as you spend time in his presence, there is no one fit all for anybody. But I have always known personally that I was not called to work for anybody because of the examples that had been laid before me. Like my mother is a business owner and no, I'm not following in her footsteps when it comes to owning a daycare center, but I'm following in her footsteps when it comes to entrepreneurship to some degree. I launched, remember I launched my LLC back in September 22nd as a faith move to be like, well, if a job won't hire me, I can at least create one for myself until the time being, because at that point I was still struggling with double-mindedness and I was convinced during that season of my life that I was supposed to be working for somebody else. And I do believe that there are some seasons where you are to work and and learn and get up underneath somebody and serve them so that you can become better in your field and your position. And so for me, that is what Elevation was. That was the marketing internship. And now this job was for a time and a season. It was for a specific purpose and reason. And I worked at this job. I met great people. Like God used me to speak and to pray for people. But I felt I felt empty. I'm like, it got to a point after a couple months where I just felt stagnant. Like, okay, I'm not growing. Like this isn't helping me. But the beauty of it is this season showed me some I never vows that I made. I told God I was never going back to school. And he's like, oh, you're not going back to school. And so we're walking this out with this school journey. We'll see what unfolds in the coming months and years. And then I started to get this passion for design in other ways and being able to connect what it is I like to do when it comes to this, like this podcast for me, my writing, my poetry. Like I just love helping people become unashamed in who they are so that they can stand boldly in the confidence and and become who God has called them to be. Like I love standing up for people. I love being the voice for the voiceless. I love 
creating social justice and creating social change, especially within the African-American community, because we are plagued with stereotypes and we are plagued with just curses that will be broken, okay, off of our lineage, period. And so these are things that I'm discovering. Like, I like this. I like to do this. I like to do this. I want to do this. But what does this look like with merging this? But for me, I'm an all or nothing type of girl. And God's dealing with with me on that because I wanted to give up graphic design. Like, it's okay. This is what you're coming to do. Let me throw it away. Like, And you have to be real with yourself. You have to be okay with recognizing patterns and things that you do because some of them, some of the things you do is a part of your personality, but other things you do is created out of this broken and faulty image of how you perceive yourself. And so Jesus, be a fence all around me every day. It's so cool when I sit here and talk about God's goodness and God's glory and God's mercy, because like, what? I can't make this up. Like, And I'm not even going to try to jump ahead and try to add numbers and all. No, I'm not going to do none of that. But (laughs) you don't need any more information. You need application. You need an encounter. It's time to stop being lukewarm. And it's time to go deeper in the things of God so that you can experience him on a supernatural level. And so here comes April. That week before April 1st, I wanted to resign. Like I literally text my mom and said, I feel like I'm in a box and I'm suffocating. I text her. I went out, took my 15 minute break, prayed before the Lord and just gave him everything because I was just like, I can't do this anymore, but I'm going to let you handle it. If I'm supposed to be here, let me be here. If I'm not, close the door. What's funny is back when I had my interview at Elevation, I told them, I said, hey, My mom's not on board with this. And this is, my mom is very instrumental and vital to who I am today and and just my life here. It's my mom. She has a heavy influence. And when she's not on board, it's rough. But at the same time, I told God that if he opens the door, I'm going to run full speed ahead. And if not, then slam it in my face the next day I got in. So here we are in this moment. God, if this is what you want me to do, keep me if not close the door. And so I had a meeting with my supervisor and long story short, we started talking about the story of Joseph. But before that, we were talking about branding and how like you guys, do you recognize Starbucks and and Target, for example, were not, did not become these staples or these pillars overnight. Like this is years and years of plowing and removing and processing and becoming like it's years and years and years. It's no different from us. We pick up stuff, we need to shed stuff. There's things that we're born into that needs to be broken off. There are things that we are to keep as we keep moving forward, but we are ever changing, ever evolving, ever becoming. And you have to build this brand recognition. Target couldn't just use a a bullseye as their their logo. If you haven't noticed that Target no longer uses the words outside of some of their signage, they are completely removing the word Target And just going by the identifier, which is their bullseye. But they couldn't do that overnight. They had to create, build momentum. They had to build a rapport. They had to build a brand experience. They have to build these things and take things off and try new things in order to get to this place where it would work. And people would still recognize who they are because of what they offer. And so I was talking to my boss about that. And then I was like, you know, 
We've been taught wrong about Joseph. And I want to say it was Dr. Matthew Stevenson who talked about this, but he's like, you know, people will say, be careful who you tell your dreams to. Be careful who you tell your dreams to. But the reality is, is if Joseph didn't tell his brothers the dream, God wouldn't have been able to use the junk in their hearts to catapult them into the future. And that was the end of our conversation. That was Wednesday. Came into work Monday. I was good to go. And what's crazy is I had just written a post about Joseph and then my boss messaged me. He was like, hey, meet me at the photo studio. You know me. He's like, bring your phone. I'm not thinking nothing of it. All right, I'm going to bring my phone. <laughs> thinking maybe we're going to take photos. And long story short, I was let go. And I was smiling like, this is good. This is... Amen. Like, God, my assignment is complete. Remember, back when I got the job, the woman said, I celebrate with you. You won't be there long. <laughs> Remember why you're there. <laughs> and it's not like I didn't know. Like, I knew that this was going to happen. Remember, I was thinking those thoughts a while back, but I'm just like, I'm not even going to allow myself to worry about this because worry is constantly fixing your mind on a negative thing. I gave it over. I surrendered it over to God and I'm going to allow God to get the glory out of it. And so it was a really cool moment. We had a God moment and basically told them, like, I'm the only African-American within this field and within this department. And what are you going to do to bridge the diversity gap moving forward? And the only reason I'm talking about this is because that's what I'm passionate about. Making sure that inclusivity and diversity is within the structures of pre-existing cultures. But what's cool about it is I would have never been able to voice or to recognize what I'm passionate about if this moment didn't happen. And so I no longer look at trials and tribulations as a bad thing, but a hurdle to overcome. But also, what is it that God wants to teach me in this moment? In this season, God wanted to teach me surrender. God wanted to teach me who he is as a protector and a provider. God wanted to show me that I know his voice, that I hear his voice, and that I discern accurately. Every season has a purpose. Every assignment has a purpose. It all comes with a purpose. <laughs> so as you awaken to the early morning sunrise, shining in through the crevice of your eyelids, the light, dancing through the blinds, those eyes do a good job at holding on, a good job at telling the story that never was the story. Your words never had the courage to speak. Your joints ache. From your fingers wrapped tightly around the throat of which you have a hard time letting go of, forgetting, becoming numb to the sound of your own woundings, these tears you've been holding in have become more stumbling block than it is cleansing your inner thoughts, seeking closure subconsciously because autopilot was never shut off, allowing yourself to find the pleasure at the picking of the scabs that once upon a time were healing instead, you lay dormant. Behind the obsessive chatter, fighting for a place voice amongst the gossip, yesterday's gone. Today is the tomorrow you've been waiting to happen. Today's promises are manifestations of the seeds you've sown, even the weeds you've inherited, because the upkeep became too expensive for your poverty budget's appraisal of recognizing the value behind the daily renewal of your mind. Clinging on to the watered-down, hand-me-down word you've been feasting from your faith or lack thereof clung onto by the coattails of the preach, but I don't practice what I teach 
Examples, what was supposed to take Israel 11 days took 40 years. You don't need any more information. You need application. You need an encounter, a deeper revelation like Moses on the mountain of Sinai, who knew God's, he knew God's ways, character, nature, attributes, his steadfastness, patience. He knew the importance of intimacy in a moment that sometimes it took several trips back up when faced with disappointment to continue moving forward as you awaken to the early morning sunrise, shining in through the crevice of your eyelids, the light, dancing through the blinds, those eyes do a good job at holding on, a good job at telling the story that you've been here before. When you find yourself back at the bottom of the mountain, don't be afraid to climb up it again, speaking to it. Mountain, move. You guys, I've been here before. I've been here before. I know what it was like to not have a job. I knew what it was like to not have a job. <laughs> But what was cool about it is I wasn't struggling with disappointment. I wasn't upset. I wasn't fearful. For the first time, I knew that God was doing something supernatural and working it out on my behalf behind the scenes. Like, what? God is a good God. I can't make this stuff up. I cannot make this stuff up. But wait, there's more. I may or may not be dropping an episode in between now and the 15th. But if I am, that's when you'll hear the rest of this. I'll talk to you then. <laughs> Times two. I'll let you, girl. I hope you've been enjoying episode one and two. If anything has resonated with you, feel free to hit me up. My Instagram is at underscore Carly Janae. C-A-R-L-E-E-J-A-N-A-E. Bye. <laughs>